0: Time.
1: And now we are. And now we're recording. <laughs> uh, it's been a long week. A lot of crazy things with the system here. And we're just yeah, lucky to be was, here. I heard there was issues before. I know we were in Tuesday recording, but, you know, yeah, the, the, the other, other show. So. Um, but anyway, but we're good. We're good now. We're up. Nice. And it's good to have you in. So we okay. got a, we got we got an hour to go through some things. So last week we were talking about you know anomalies and weird things in our state. Yes, state of Washington state. Yes. Not, not beyond the whole COVID thing. And we're not. You know, I thought about doing an update on that this week because there's a lot. It changes so much. There's so much oh, weird stuff going on. But I think we're going to delay it for a week uh, because we've just been talking about it for two or three weeks in a row. And, and I don't think the core has changed. I think, no, what, I think what's happening now is more proof of what we've been talking about,
0: yeah, actually. It's more proof. It just keeps proving our point of what we said in earlier episodes. So yeah. And if you didn't hear that, you should have tuned in.
1: Yeah, you should have tuned in because we laid out uh, the, you know, like actually what's, what's really happening yeah. And um there's a guy, I will say this, and this is all I'm gonna say about it. There's a dude on YouTube who I've been following for a while now, and his name is it's well, his channel is called Justin Formed. So it's the it's Justin, J U S T I N yeah. informed talk. So Justin Formed Talk. Google put that in on YouTube. That's that coming up. Um I don't know how many of you are familiar with Q, QAnon. I've been trying to find more on that. You oh, well, this, is, this is your now. guy.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to look at him because I've been trying to find more on that. And it's, oh, it's no, the, the, this out.
1: is your guy. And, it, it, you know, I'm, I subscribe, I've been subscribing to his channel for a long time. Like I said, probably two, two and a half years. Um, and uh, Q has been very active lately. That's all I'm going to say. Go check him out. We'll talk about maybe more about it next week or whatever. But this week... Because we were talking about strange things going on in Washington, one of the yeah. things, and then we go down the rabbit hole, right? That's oh, what yeah. this is all about. Well, in the rabbit hole, we came across DB Cooper. Oh yeah, and that's a great thing about the
0: rabbit hole is as you go down, and that's where most of our episodes come from. Is we go down one rabbit hole and it just shoots up into four other ones. Oh. You're like,
1: oh, what, what the? Fuck is I, this? I have to, I have to literally like. Oh, it's hard to focus, focus in and not. Not go down multiple rabbit holes oh, yeah. because a I lose a lot of time, but one thing always leads to another. Oh, it does. But you know, in that rabbit hole that we were in last week, we discovered—not discovered because discovered, I—I I, so I've lived in this Washington state twice in my life. Yeah, I lived here uh, from about seventy-seven to eighty-three, and then I moved away. And I came back in, I would say ninety uh, five ish, so somewhere around there. And I've been there. I've been here ever since. So you basically lived here when I was born, and then
0: came back when I graduated high school. Pretty much, something like that. <laughs> I've been here my whole life,
1: so. and I've lived lots of places. You know, I've lived in Oregon, LA. I lived in California. I lived in Texas. I, um, lots of places. Um, but so I've been here now. Pretty much solidly uh, in Washington State. Not so much right here, Yeah, but I've lived in several different places in Washington State since 95. Um, If you're from this area at all, you're familiar with the basic story of D.B. Cooper. But when you start digging into the story of D.B. Cooper... It gets weird. uh, We're talking about... Uh, early, or I'd say late 60s uh, trans, po- you know, post operative, post operative yep. uh, yeah. um, gender reassignment people. Yep. Uh, we're talking about a, 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 a from Belgium, a comic about a Canadian uh, paratrooper, <laughs> paratrooper
2: Named from the Cooper.
1: 50s. Uh, we're talking about probably eight individuals who have all had pretty significant claims yes to being db cooper and db cooper was not who db cooper is no it wasn't db cooper the name was a complete mistake oh it was it was a mistake
0: that was printed by one person and then reprinted by like
1: four or five others and it just stopped it took off so i'm gonna let you start us okay and then uh we so you know we haven't we have whatever 50 minutes left and we're going to let's dive into uh, the crazy, bizarre world of this whole it's still to this day unsolved. the only worldwide unsolved uh, hijacking and escape of a plane with ransom, yeah, or any hijacking of a plane. the yeah. only one, yeah, because nowadays they don't give you the ransom back then they did yeah and. and uh, we'll get into it. So go yes, ahead and in. start us off, because there's so many things I discovered on this that I did not know about this story was that a are bizarro that, world.
0: There was a few that I'd heard of, but, I mean, as I went farther down the rabbit hole, it just became more and more like, oh, damn. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. I mean, the transgender thing, it's like, what? That, what. So, yeah. there's, there's How there.
1: many transgenders were there in, like, 70? Yeah, and that one of them was a suspect. <laughs> Because they thought he, she... Because it was a she who became a he. I thought it was the other way. No, it was uh, a uh, it was a he that became a she. Uh let me look at it. I have it right here. Uh, there, you just passed it. The Barbara. Barbara uh, Dayton. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a he, Robert Dayton, who became a she, became Barbara Dayton, and... Uh, yeah that was yeah. one of the suspects we'll get into her later but oh, yeah. go ahead and give the give the early sort of you know like the the basics of what what happened here. so the basics on this was ba- it was in washington on what 71
0: november Thanks. 24th 71 yeah, thanksgiving on, eve yeah thanksgiving eve which that's one of the things that's a that's a huge point that comes into in a lot of this later yes. is why it was a wednesday night wednesday night before thanksgiving mm-hmm. so um it was a man who purchased an airline ticket with an alias Dan Cooper. This was back when you didn't have to have, you know, all cash. this crazy ID. No, you, you didn't have to show cash. anything. Yeah, for his $20 ticket.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, it was a Northwest Orient Airlines, which, of course, no longer exists. Yeah. And, and this was in Portland. It was in Portland, yeah. And he purchased a $20 ticket to Seattle
0: yep. from Portland. And use the name Dan Cooper, which, like we said earlier, somebody named put it as D.B. Cooper.
1: It was a reporter in Portland because one of the initial early suspects was was a a guy named D.B. Cooper. And it was immediate. I mean, it was almost as soon as he was a suspect, he was deemed not a suspect because he was, you know, they found that he was already busy when this all happened. But the reporter didn't had already put the story out and it got picked up on the wire. Yeah. And so forevermore, it's, he's been known as D.B. Cooper, and though, even though D.B. Cooper never shows up on... It was Dan Cooper. Yep, yeah, it was Dan
0: Cooper was the name he, he used. But yeah, so he got on the plane. Um, basically, got on the plane at some point during the flight. Told Bought the, flight, the last seat in the, in the yeah. plane. And at some point during the flight, handed the, the flight attendant a note that said,
1: I have a bomb. But this is what I found interesting about that, too. She thought... That it was just a guy giving her his number and put it in her pocket. She yeah. didn't read it initially. No. When she came back, because he ordered a whiskey and soda, and God bless him, what a good you know what oh, a yeah, what a choice. And soda. That's what we're drinking right now. So when she came back around, he said to her, "You might want to read that note." Yeah. Because she she just completely like pocketed it. Oh yeah, cause I,
0: and I mean, I'm sure that was big at that time because at that. Well, and time, think
1: about the time of the like. It's yes. only a thirty minute flight. Oh it is. It's only So his minute.
0: time was limited. Yeah, it's only a 30 minute flight. And at those times, back in the seventies, it wouldn't be unheard of because in all those I mean you watch Pan Am and all those shows. Oh, yeah. The stewardesses were and it was hot. always women and they were hot. Hot. And they were they had to be hot. If they weren't hot, they got fired. They got fired.
1: Yes. So yeah, a lot of you don't remember the lawsuits that came down oh, in yeah. like the '90s when uh, a lot of women fought back on that because you know they were getting fired because they would either gain weight yep. or they were very you know they, was they were older.
0: There was clauses when they got hired that said you had if you well, gained stay so much in shape weight, and you, can you get look fired. good.
1: Yeah. And a lot of them have businesses on the side if you know what I mean. Yes. If you wanted to join the Mile High Club, it was a couple extra bucks. Yeah. So anyway.
0: uh yeah so he handed her the note she reads it and then sits down next to him he tells her sit down yeah sit down and she says i want to see it the bomb the bomb so he opens up the case and she sees a thing it's four
1: this is interesting too though because he only opened it she said he only opened it enough like, he didn't, could, like, fully open it. Yeah. It was just enough to see some canisters, some wires. Yeah, some red canisters and some wires.
0: And I think which part, is enough
1: to say, oh, he's got something going.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things. I think, I don't know if that was maybe not to let the people know. You know, just let her know. Say, hey, look what I got. But don't let anybody else know what I got.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, the other thing I found interesting was he took the note back from her. Yeah. So, they couldn't do the handwriting or anything on it. So, he took the note back. Yeah.
0: But then also he made sure that, you know, and so did she. None of the passengers had any idea. They didn't know. No, even when,
1: even though they were delayed for like 3 hours circling yeah. around Portland while they figured all this out because so when she when he did that, he said, "I want here are my demands. Yep. Yeah. And I want four parachutes, $200,000, $200, which is about 1.3 million by yeah. today's standards. And I want you to refuel the plane. Mhm. And uh, so while they were scrambling to get this done, and flying did. around Portland forever, actually was it wasn't Seattle they were flying around? Oh yeah, yeah sorry, yeah, Seattle, about, yeah, because they've cause, left Portland, so they're flying around Seattle in circles. Because that's one of the theories. A lot of people theorize that he was
0: uh, military. Because he yeah. points out that he says, oh, look, that's Tacoma. Right. The Court Air Force Base is there. That's a 20-minute drive from and the And I airport. don't
1: buy that because they can't – I
0: mean, anybody – And I, I know it's not a 20-minute drive now, but in the 70s it was. Yeah, from SeaTac. Yeah, from
1: SeaTac Airport to the – But, I, you know, any – I know that. And Ida yeah. wasn't in the military. No, if I mean, you live here at all, yes. you know where McCor you know where the base is, yes. and you know exactly it's it's a straight shot on I five. So but I don't know lot, how yeah, that made I, it a yeah. military. thing. That's
0: what they kept thinking it was a military thing. I don't know. I think the only thing I would think of is only a military person would point that out. I would say Tacoma, like it's a twenty minute drive to Tacoma, not a twenty minute drive to the maybe to the base. Could be. So. I don't.
1: Yeah, that's that's you know. I, but I, I mean,
0: that's just one of the that was one of the theories because he said that. And a couple people remembered him saying that. Yeah, there were only 36 other people on the plane. Yeah. I mean, it was a Boeing 727, so it wasn't a big plane. No. So what happens when they land? So when they land, he, they refuel. He lets all the passengers off and a couple of the flight you know, people. Keeps, what, four? I think the pilot, a co-pilot, and a couple other pe- two other people?
1: I think there were four altogether. There were, there were, uh, it was him. That's why he asked for four parachutes. That's right. Yeah, because he wanted to make sure they didn't send a dummy parachute in, yep. because they were assuming he was going to have everybody jump. Yeah, so they're not going to give a dummy to that yeah. he could hand out to somebody. So, uh, but so there were, uh, yeah, there was a pilot, co-pilot, the, a crew member, and him, and he put them all up in front, like in the, he he made them all go into the pilot's, yep. go into uh, the cabin, cabin, and close the door. So he's the only one on the plane. And what I found interesting, uh, when, so they take off, what did you find fascinating about when they finally leave Seattle? Did you, did you get into this
0: a little bit? I I found fascinating a lot of stuff he asked them to do. I mean, it it really shows he had some kind of knowledge of air flight of of that particular plane because he told them, I want you to fly at this speed with your, you know, this altitude, this altitude with your wing flaps at this angle. Yes. And everything else, because in that plane, it, everything he told
1: them would only work on that plane. Actually, there were five people on board. You were okay. right. There was yeah. uh, there was the 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 pi- Cooper, the pilot, flight attendant, co pilot, and an engineer. Yeah, but everything also he said was two F one hundred sixes. Yeah, were uh, sent out from McCord to follow behind him. This is what I found the most fascinating about this. Yes, he obviously had knowledge of the airplane. Of, of, yeah. You know, like, how they operate, how, how low they could fly as far, for jumping, speed, and speed, all this stuff. I mean, everything he knew about that. And he knew... Because he, he wanted had, to go to Mexico.
0: Well, and he had to pick that plane specifically. Yes. Because the whole thing is that tail... The tail letting that uh, stairway down was specific to that plane. Right, because
1: if he had been on a smaller plane, it would have never happened. No. He was on a bigger plane, he couldn't have gone so low. No. Uh, he it, picked that plane specifically. Yeah, so he had knowledge of this whole situation. Yeah. What I found interesting about these two F 106s, and there was actually another, there was a Lockheed T 33. But
0: everything I read, they never even saw the plane. The T thirty three never. Even yeah, the close Lockheed
1: enough. was running out of fuel. They were they they were coming up out of Portland. Uh, they were a National Guard plane. Who was they were already involved in an exercise. They diverted out, but they were running low on fuel, so they had to they had to go back. Yeah. But the two Bo, uh the two F one hundred sixes, they followed them. One was above the plane, and one was below the plane. Yes. Um. So that he couldn't see him. Yeah. You know, looking out the windows. This is the most fascinating thing out of this entire story, is that they did not. Nobody saw him exit the plane. No, nobody saw. him. How exit are the- you at a plane? You're trailing a plane. It, it, that's your job to be on top and below the plane, and a guy jumps out but with a parachute.
0: Too is it's one of those things that they said one of the things that he picked because out of the four shoots they gave him. They gave him a couple of the military ones that would pull the the, the cord as soon as you jumped. Yeah, they or, actually came
1: from a nearby flight training school.
0: Yeah, or there was the flight. Tra- the other ones that they got were ones that he could pull. And they said honestly, in one of the things I was reading, they were saying that with him, if he jumped in that that at night, in that weather, in a black suit, if he didn't pull a shoot until after, they got
1: into the until after he got into the clouds, they would have never seen him. I know because they did recreate this much later. Yes, like decades later, where they they flew the same pattern and they dropped. There's like a black couch or something that weighed about yeah. 200 pounds out just to see where the tra- trajectory of where it would be, and the guys following didn't see it drop. Yeah, but they did
0: say because the one thing is is there was something they said that the plane jumped at one point during the flight. And they think that's when he jumped. And when they dropped the 200-pound couch off the back, it did the same jump. Right. Like the back end jumped with him jumping off.
1: Which is weird, right? I mean, because yeah, he, he, he they, was a slight guy. Yeah. He wasn't very big. No. Uh, and, he, and he would seem to me, you know, like from all accounts looking at him, he was, you know, they, people he could have been in the military, but he also seemed like a bean counter kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he had a clip-on tie. He, uh, you know, he had,
0: they kind of wondered if he worked in a factory because that would have been what a factory worker would have worn.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that or uh, factory
0: uh, management would have won, not the worker.
1: Yeah, because well, they say that, um, yeah, he was pretty slight of build. Um, and that you know, he, he there was nothing we've all seen the picture of it, yeah, you know, with the aviator glasses on, and he had kind of like slightly balding, and he was slim, he was a yeah. thin dude. He was not like your
0: hardened criminal type. No. And the thing they said, too, was that a lot of things he asked for, um, you know, and the fact that he covered his eyes after the, the first initial talk with her, he put on the glasses, all that kind of stuff. Right. It really went back to the Lindbergh baby. There was yeah. a lot of things in the Lindbergh <laughs> baby case that came back to that he tried to do things. that. He do you know how many from.
1: times he ordered a Jack and, or a bourbon and Coke? What was it? Three twice okay twice yeah yeah i thought i was like now nah, this is my th- that's a classy that's a yeah. classy dude right there you that know is.
0: he's cool as a cucumber and that's what a lot of the witnesses said they said he never freaked out he no never he was before. calm cool as a cucumber they said at one point they had like most of the people like moved up to, they gave everyone the option to move up to the front of the plane right and there was one guy that stayed back And he said the whole time, the guy was cool as a cucumber, nice as, you know, whatever. And all the people that talked to him said that he was nice as can be.
1: What's weird, though, also is, uh, so like you said, you know, the tail section kind of did this uh, upward movement kind of thing. That was uh, at 8.13 p.m. So this is Thanksgiving Eve. Yes. Uh, At around 10.15, the aircraft's stairs were still deployed, when they landed in Reno. So they, they decided we got, you know, we're going down.
0: Well, they, if you remember right in the beginning, they, when you're reading it, they talk about when he gives them those spe- specs, says this is what I want you to fly at. Right. They're like, at that flight, we're going to run out of fuel before we hit Mexico. So we're going to have to stop somewhere else. And He was fine with that. And he's like, okay, cool.
1: Let's stop in Reno. Yeah. So uh, when they get to Reno, of course, there's cops and everybody yep. there. And they surround the plane and, uh, you know, everybody else is in the cabin, so they don't know of, And they sweep the plane and he's not there. Uh, that I found fascinating because, you know, they theorize that he jumped at the 813 to yeah. 830 mark or whatever. But if the stairs went down at that time, that does not mean he jumped out at that time. No, but the one thing that they do say
0: is they say because of that the 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 back end jumping like it did. Yeah, that would be somebody leaving. That'd be someone leaving and that was the 8:13 mark and that's how they recreated that when they threw something off the back. But you know, I mean maybe something else, you know.
1: Right, and you gotta remember too. So this was in uh, seventy what seventy one. Yeah. Okay, so in seventy one, we we don't have. Uh, I mean, we basically have fingerprint technology. That's about it. There's yeah. no DNA. It's uh, you know, it's it's all on the ground work. It's a lot of guesswork. It's a lot of, what did you see? What did he look like? What did he, you know? All these kind of things. Where did this guy come from? Yes, and. When you buy it back then, when you bought a ticket at an air, uh, you just walk right up. You didn't yeah. have to show ID. It was like buying a ticket on or like getting on a bus. Yeah. you just you throw your money in, your money,
0: and then when they ask for a name, you could be like, uh, "Seymour Butts," right? And that's what I was
1: Joe Smith. Yep. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Mister Smith. Off yeah. you go. Like they, they didn't care. No. Uh, so anyway, so they land. He's not there, and I think then the real story starts. Right, that's the, that's the background of of yeah, that's of, of the background. Dan Cooper, yeah, and then it all goes crazy. It right? all goes crazy, and it's still going crazy. Oh yeah, and it's been what
0: 45, forty five, forty forty nine years. Next year will be fifty, right? Yeah, it'll be yeah. fifty
1: years. Uh, and so so obviously, the FBI is involved. Everybody's yep. involved um, because you know the airline had to go had had to come. They fronted all this cash. Yep. Um, 200 you know, grand. Which is, ma- again, that's non-
0: 1.3 million. And what did he ask for? And that was one of the things non sequential American currency. Yeah.
1: And that was, that was, that was key. another weird thing. That was key because, you know, a lot of people would rob banks and stuff, but nobody used that term. Yeah. American
0: currency makes it sound like he's not from here.
1: That, yeah, that is one of the theories. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to find what exactly. What was the term he exactly used? Because it, it was a. Um, uh, it was a very interesting negotiable American currency. Right. Was because most people would exactly. say most people would say non-sequential. Yes. You know because then you can't be you couldn't be traced at the time. There was no digital form of you know like downloading this currency.
0: Yeah.
1: Most people say non-sequential because then you couldn't say okay. Look, we're on the lookout for bills. You know, one nine two five through you know eight nine two zero, yep. and if they all show up, no, and he wanted specifically to start with L. Not sure why, and so yeah, he wanted it all in cash. So they they bring it to him. I thought it was interesting too. The guy who brought it to him wore street clothes. Yeah, so that they wouldn't think he was. So a cop. he wouldn't think he was some FBI agent and freak yeah. out. Uh, okay, so they land in Reno. He's not there. And so, uh, the FBI starts their investigation and there's all kind of the initially where they first start looking is right around Mount St. Helens. Yes. Um, and I'm very familiar with this area. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's about halfway between here and Portland. Uh, there's a little town there, um, that is, um, it's not very populated. Uh, you also have several rivers that roll through there. Yes, um, you, know, you got the Lewis River. You got the uh, the the Ariel River. You've got the Lake Merwin. You got lots of stuff over there, and of course, nobody knows exactly where he floated down into. But we do know no. this: just living here in November. It ain't pretty, no, it's not. It's either super wet, super cold, and th- that area up there is treacherous. it's, it's, oh, it is. it's mountainous, it's a it's lot of big trees and you know, bigfoot, oh, yeah,
0: bigfoot.
1: <laughs> and bears and uh, cougars and all kind of stuff, or it's like four feet of snow. Yeah, and that's the thing a lot of
0: people wonder is I mean, with what he was wearing. Which wasn't
1: much. He wasn't like he wasn't like UConn jacked out. No, you know he was wearing like a, a, a
0: he looked a, like a business guy, yeah, a suit jacket, and basically that was it. So I mean, it's like that wasn't a whole lot
1: to to survive. I can't on. even imagine him. He must have been freezing just going down. Yeah, even and there's theories that his chute never had even deployed. Yeah. You know, uh, there's theories that the chute that because of the four chutes that were given to him, he used one to wrap the money. In and around, and then he like strapped it around his waist, and then he put another one on and jumped out, so leaving two behind. Yeah, and And one of the ones that the one that they think he used didn't have a reserve chute. Right, even, and it wasn't even by design; like it was just by accident. It was by by accident because they were scrambling to find parachutes to give to him, and they went to this nearby uh, para jumping school and said, "We got. We're taking." We're taking yeah. four of your shoots and they just grabbed four. Yeah, and one of the ones they
0: grabbed was one they used in class that was
1: Yeah. It, it, like if he pulled the cord, there was no backup cord to that. Yeah. So they're not even sure he landed safely. Yeah. Because no no parachute and it's thick it's thick there. It is. You ever been up to Mount St. Helens oh, like yeah. even before I mean it's it's back to what it used to be, but even before St. Helens blue And that's what a lot of people wonder too is they think
0: that, you know Even if he impacted up there, it's thousands and thousands of acres of nothing, nothing that torrential tough terrain. Yeah, that people could have, like, probably never been to and never seen him. And at this point in 1980, hmm, May, what, 30th or whatever it was, 1980, Mount St. Helens blew its top. And a lot of that stuff probably got covered in ash.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, so that's that's another thing. So that was when Mount St. Helens blew. Uh, a lot of their uh, theories and their studies and everything basically bit the dust because yeah. it wiped out everything. Um, but then, flash forward to um, oh, what was it when when the kid found the money? I think that was in the eighties. It was in the eighties. Uh, I'm gonna find this right here, um, February tenth, nineteen eighty. Okay, so 1980, there's an eight, eight-year-old kid. Is he eight? Uh, ten. Oh, he's ten. Okay. Oh, no, he is eight-year-olds old. Never mind. Eight-year-old. Yeah, eight-year-old Ryan kid. Ingram. But he's nowhere near this. He's more down by Vancouver, Washington, which yes. is uh, the border of, uh, if you know this area at all, it's the southernmost point of Washington yeah. on the west side, and you basically cross a bridge from Vancouver into Portland.
0: Yeah, so and Vancouver he's out, is the last point in Washington,
1: right? So he's outside of it. He's hanging. He's just goofing around. He's on this river, uh, and he's digging around. He's, I think, he was digging up stuff for a campfire. Yep. And he comes across this wad of bills that are, you know, decaying. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like they may have caught on fire at some point. I've seen pictures of them. I don't yeah. know if you've seen these. Yep. Uh, what I found the most fascinating about that was. Because it, did, it ended up... They were part of the... Sequ- they yeah. were part of... Because they were non-sequential bills, but they still went through the... Uh,
0: before they handed it into them... They recorded them all. They recorded, they recorded all.
1: every single serial number. So in this stack, there were 10 missing. Yep. And the most important part of this, a lot of people missed this, they were wrapped with a rubber band. Yes. Now... remind remember, 71 to 1980 in the elements of rain, water, dirt, whatever. There's no rubber band. I don't care. There's there's no no. rubber band that will last that. That's not going to last nine years in the weather. No way. No way. Not even frozen in the snow or. I mean, it's it doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. right? But these were wrapped. So ten were missing, and they were wrapped. uh, They were held together with a rubber band and basically buried Mm -hmm. on this beach.
0: Because I think they actually said there was three bundles.
1: Yes, They were, were all
0: together, and that's what made it even weirder. If it had been one bundle, eh, you know, Yeah, whatever. but, but there were three. With, but there were three, and how did three bundles stay together to get to this beach? And Because a lot of people wondered, okay, well, for one, where they originally thought he would have landed, that took it completely out because where he would have landed would have been downstream from this, even if it had gone into the river and went down the Columbia. So it had to have meant that he was farther north.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and and that's uh well we'll get back. Let's play a song. We are yeah. going to regroup on some of this and we're when we come back we're going to talk about the Canadian tie with the the comic superbook yep. hero. We'll talk about some of the suspects who some were immediately dismissed and others are still kind of mm, I don't yeah. know. Uh and then we'll talk a little bit about more about the money and, you know, all the new stuff that's going on with the whole uh Dan Cooper thing. I'll for, I will never, ever call it D.B. Cooper again. No, it's Dan Cooper. And I honestly had no idea about that till we went down this rabbit hole. No. So that's kind of cool, right? Oh, it is. All right, this is Audio Adrenaline and uh, Big House. We'll be right back.
2: We can play and run. All I know is all you need love, and I've got a family. All I don't know if you're all alone, so why not come with me? Come and go with me to my father's house. Come and go with me. Come and go with me to my father's house. It's a big, big house with lots and lots of room. A big, big table with lots and lots of food. A big, big yard where we can play football. A big, big house. It's my father's house. A big, big house with lots and lots of room. it's my father's house all
1: right welcome back that is uh, audio adrenaline and big house and it's nice. big d and brandon, brandon. valentine and we're going down the rabbit hole this week uh with db cooper dan cooper as we know him now dan cooper uh a couple of uh just sort of there's some funny things about this case. Oh, there is. And I want to touch on those before we get back into the more serious things. Um one of the funny things that 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 I found, besides some of the characters that came out who claimed to be DB Cooper, who all I mean, 90% of them ended up being, you know, jokes. Yeah. Um was the whole thing with the money. Um mm-hmm. there was a uh <laughs> There was this big search, you know, at the time for, you know, what happened to the money? Yeah. And, you know, what's the airline's going to do? And there's there's always opportunists, right? There's always people who oh, yeah. who uh, take uh this moment to I don't know, swindle people or whatever, but the um, the Oregon Journal, which is no longer in, it's changed there, but in 1973, they published a bunch of serial numbers of the 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 bills and offered a thousand dollars to the first person to turn in a ransom bill and in seattle they upped the ante they went five thousand dollars uh well there were two guys in 1972 who used counterfeit twenty dollar bills printed they printed on the serial number of uh some of the numbers from you know the hijacking yeah and sold it Sold their story and the bills to Newsweek for thirty thousand dollars at the time, Wow, and they ended up being complete phonies and fakes
0: I uh, no- think that bugs me. Is there's nothing else about those guys. you think they got away with it or did they just disappear?
1: Oh, they got away with it i think I, i've never seen i I, tr- I went down the rabbit hole and I tried to find out what happened to yeah, those guys. To did they it. ever get it back? No, I think they just you know they sold it to them they got thirty thousand dollars. And uh, when they finally figured out that they, they were fake, they were they, they they were gone. Spent it all or whatever. Wow. Uh, another thing that I found interesting is that in 1975, the Northwest Orient, which was the airline owner, yes, who uh, <laughs> you know, they had to front all this money, mm-hmm. and they had they had to go to court to get it back from their uh it's their insurer which was the Global Indemnity Company and the Miniso- and weird oddly enough they went to the Minnesota Supreme Court I don't know if that's where global was at or whatever but anyway global yeah, supreme weird. court paid the airlines uh basically $180,000 so not all of it but they got it's a still. good portion of it yeah, back good portion. and i assume global went under after, <laughs> after that
0: Probably. Uh,
1: and then there's the comic book.
0: Yeah, that's been the one that, that just got me was, I mean, when I first found out about the comic, because I'd heard about the comic book before, but really went down the rabbit hole this time and looked into it. And, I mean, there was a whole comic book, and it was Belgian. Belgium? Yeah, it wasn't even in English. Yeah, it was a Belgian comic book about a, a paratrooper from Canada
1: named Dan Cooper. Yeah, it's, and, and it's an old comic book. Yeah, it was from, like, the 50s. Yeah, it was 1955, I think, is when it started coming out. Um, Dan Cooper, the main character, was a major in the Royal Canadian Air Force uh, who dealt with spies, air pirates, and aliens. And, uh, and he did it by jumping out of planes with a, with a parachute. Yeah. And using spacecraft and everything. Um, that's why there's a theory... That Dan Cooper may have been Canadian. Yeah. Because the one thing is I know a lot of
0: people go, well, it was Belgian. Well But they, they sold it in Canada. They did sell it in Canada. They didn't sell it in the US, but they sold it in Canada. And that's what, and because of the fact that he did not have any distinguishable accent. Right. Yeah, that was the everyone. other
1: thing. Yeah, he had no accent. They didn't know if he was from the Northwest or if he was from the South or the Midwest from or from Canada. It's odd. It's well, interesting. I'll say because my wife's Canadian, yeah. And, and I asked her today. We were on a big long walk, and I asked her, "Have you ever heard of this uh, this guy, this character named Dan Cooper, who was a royal Canadian Air Force guy, and he was a comic book character from this, you know, Belgium?" No, she had never heard of it. Hmm. Never, never heard of it. Didn't know anything about it. And so when I showed it to her, she's like, "Yep, never." <laughs> Never ever heard of it. So the theory is that either he was a Dan Cooper, uh, as we know DB Cooper, yeah, was could either have been Canadian or, as you said earlier, military. Yes, who served abroad and saw and saw these comic books because I mean I'm showing you right now that's a killer. That's is. a killer album. I mean, that's a killer comic oh, book. Oh, it's a killer, killer cover. Cover, you know, where he's parachuting out. He's got his pack on. Um, you know, there's other guys parachuting around him, and he's off to, uh, you know, save the day or whatever. Yeah. I've never seen this comic. I had not heard of it before, but... I'd only heard of it when I had heard about this. It was published. It was Belgium, but it was actually, oddly enough, published in French. Which makes sense because there's a big French yeah. contingency in Canada. You okay. know. Yeah, French Canadian. Yeah, the French Canadians. So, uh, and, and the only couple of places that it was sold in the world was Belgium, France, and Canada. Yeah. So it never made it to the U.S. Nobody here had ever heard of it, and um, but and, that, and mean- that whole uh currency, the negotiable American currency, is uh, th- even the FBI said. Up to that point, they had never heard this from any U.S. like type citizen in in any of the hijacking cases or demanding money or whatever.
0: Yeah, because I mean, and it's just such a weird way of saying it too. Negotiable, negotiable American currency. That's not how I would say
1: it. No, it's like give me two hundred thousand dollars, man. I want two hundred thousand dollars untraceable bills. Yeah, unsequential. You know, untraceable. I don't want to die pack, you know, or whatever. But yeah, nobody, that term Not was a weird negotiable term. negotiable American currency. So uh, I, I know you've looked into this. So let's go into, because we got about oh, 15 minutes left. Let's yeah. go into some of the characters that were, um, because this is where we get into our transgendered person. Yes. Uh, some of the people who claimed or who were looked at to have been db cooper and then when we get you know when we're running out of time we'll get down to like what's some of the more current stuff yeah so let's start let's start with barbara dayton barbara dayton even though she wasn't one of the first ones no but barbara dayton was an interesting person
0: no 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 no. she was i mean it's one of those things i mean she was a recreational pilot you know and a a university of washington librarian so i mean she was yeah how weird is that yeah
1: and, and during that time, it was Robert Dayton. Yes. He was born
0: Robert Dayton in 1926. Um, served in the U.S. Merchant Marines and in the Army during World War II. Um, worked with explosives in the construction industry so he would know how to make a bomb. I mean, this is a, like, this is a blue-collar dude. Yeah, and he is, Only in Seattle does this happen. Yeah, and it was aspired to, <laughs> aspired to a professional airline career but could not obtain a commercial pilot's license. Thus, they think... Uh, th- the anger of not being able yeah to the, do they
1: were that. she was she he whatever was pissed right. off and was going to stick it to the airlines yes um, some people said that uh, she or he or whatever hid the money in uh, some sort of like uh, water cistern in Woodburn which is south of Portland well actually Dayton said this she, oh, she
0: did? She said all this. She said that she she admitted to it and said she did it or claimed to doing it. You know, and claimed that she, she hid the money in a, a cistern and
1: you know woodburn and all that stuff. But there was never Well oh yeah, because then she recanted the story.
0: Yeah, but she recanted
1: when she Well, found I think out they that, got too close to figuring out that it was all BS.
0: Well I think it was that too, and they they say one of the things too is they she figured out that they she thought the the Statue of Limitations was gone. Right. That they found out she could still be she found out she could still be charged and hijacked and she's like, "Wait, oh, never mind. I didn't do this."
1: Right. I mean, and I mean, if you if you just go to uh the Wikipedia page on DB Cooper, uh you've got several suspects between yeah, yeah. Two, 1971 and 2016. And most of them all have been blown out of the water, but there were a, yeah. there's a couple that you know, are still, I wouldn't say they're open and ongoing, but there's never been any direct evidence that they were lying, nor direct evidence that they were telling the truth. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at the. There was one guy. There's one the the Robert R- Rackstraw, who actually there's a oh yes, yes Robert Rackstraw. Uh, he was a retired pilot and ex convict. Um. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that he had the training to do,
0: and there's someone that went through because apparently there was a bunch of letters written to the FBI after this all happened that yes. were supposedly from D.B. Cooper and somebody who was a, a code cracker in And Vietnam. he just recently died. Yeah, he just died in 2019. Yeah. Uh, a code cracker went through and cracked a bunch of the codes that were in there right. that, and pointed to Robert Rockstraw.
1: The other one was this guy named William Smith. Uh, he was another one, and he, and this was interesting because this is a guy from Bloomfield, New Jersey, which I would think would have an accent, right? you think
0: he'd have a, a Jersey accent. You
1: would think he'd have it, but there's, you know, I don't know. Maybe he was living over here long enough. Yeah. Um, The thing I find the most interesting is that, you know, in all of the other ones, most of the other ones, the FBI has said, nope, we've ruled them out, ruled them out, ruled them out. But there's a couple of them, and William Smith is one of them, Mm -hmm. where the FBI says, if anybody requests information on Smith, they they say it would be, quote, inappropriate to comment on him. But they've never said, we know for sure he's not the guy.
0: Yeah, and that was the thing with the Rackstraw guy, guy too, is they did the
1: same with him when they said basically they... They have not said he
0: was not.
1: Right. Uh, Walter Recca was another one who, uh, this one was interesting because this guy actually had more information than anybody else. This is the one who, um, when he told his story, it was full of detail about him landing and then walking on the road and a car pulled up. It was a truck. Mm -hmm. Truck pulled up. Uh, and then I thought it was odd because the truck uh, left him, right? And, and then went to this diner down the road because the guy in the truck didn't have enough room for a hitchhiker or whatever. Yeah. But then uh, Walter Recca says he walked to the restaurant and then the driver was still there and he chatted with him, even bought his coffee. And the guy in the truck was heading to some like music gig, yeah. So it was full of detail about all this stuff and describing the landscape, the the drop zone, the bridges, um, this guy who rode by him, which he called the cowboy. Um and you know, so it was very detailed, and he even wrote a book about it, and he's never been fully like discredited. Yeah. So
0: well, they said he was in Cleelum, which that's one of the things, too. Is, I mean, it's not that people, far away. No, it's not. And that's one of the things that a lot of people, that there's so many things that have happened. And when you read the reports, where even the pilot, because of the way he told him to fly yes, and everything else, it's hard to determine what what route he actually took, that the pilot actually took, because he was on manual flight. It wasn't automatic pilot.
1: Right. And that gets us to more like we'll come into the more of the modern day thing. Uh, because now that we have DNA testing, and now that we can recreate things, and, and they have you know digital models and all this stuff, um, there was a group out of the UW uh, who took this upon themselves and to um, research this basically, mm. and they uh, they weren't paid by anybody. It was just uh, it was just you know they're on their own thing, and they decided to. Basically use a digital model, a computer model as to, you know, where this plane would be going. And then they went and searched. Now this area, mind you, this area between Mount St. Helens and basically the Columbia River has over the decades have been combed over for, you know, weeks at a time. Yes, Weeks and weeks at a time with lots of manpower and zero. Nothing's been found except for the bills by this kid. Uh, but there's recent- even
0: there's even like people that have sat in there and they've shown proof that there it's pretty po- possible that those bills weren't put there until after 1974
1: and oh i agree there's uh, there's absolutely the theory is is that he, he he hitched a ride down there and hit it like on, when he went to portland or whatever uh, cuz he jumped he got picked up or walked yeah. or he had an some people think he had an accomplice that picked him up they drove down. You can't use all the money, right? So you bury it along the Columbia River. We'll come back and get it later. But then it, the thing is, too, is, I mean, none of that money's ever showed up. No, none of the other money's ever shown up. It's if never shown
0: up. And, I mean, it, you would think at some point it would end up at a bank somewhere, and someone would be like, hey, wait a minute. This is one of the numbers from that.
1: I mean, that is the weird thing because, I mean, that's a lot. Think about think about how many – even if they did bills? $100 bills. And it was 20s. No, it was 20s. Oh, oh so, like, so it's a, it's a lot, a lot of money. And if he had – if he had jumped over and some of it had fallen out and fluttered about
0: or so $200,000 in 20s. So that's,
1: that's a lot of cash. That's a heavy, heavy bag.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's what a lot of people are like. The, how did he not? Some people, there's, some how did he like,
1: trek out of there with it? Cause it was gotta be heavy.
0: And there's some people that theorize he just never, he left it where it was at and never freaking,
1: I've heard that too. And, and I just jumped to jump. To right. show that he could do it, that he could do it, and that he left it there, and he you know knew he could never spend. And it. then when Mount St. Helens blew, it's now it's buried under you yeah. know like tons of rubble. He didn't know that was going to happen, yeah, but, but. Uh, I, I think you know my personal feeling is that a Sasquatch found it, and that's how they fund their whole operation. Yeah, that's how they say they say say you know yeah, that's silent. how I, well they got to buy new stealth stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it only makes sense because, you know, we've talked about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Nobody, you know, everybody claims to have seen one, but nobody's really seen one. No. And all the stuff you see on there is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So how do you fund your whole operation and stay invisible and out of public sight? Well, you find $200,000. I think they have great, they, they bought a bunch of Beck.
0: <laughs> they bought stock in Beck, <laughs> the... And there are all those people out in Morton, Washington. Or maybe Microsoft. Have you ever been to Morton, Washington? I've been to Morton. <laughs> And that's what they, are. they those are. Those are Sasquatches that just shaved a little bit.
1: Right. It could be just that. Just enough to look human. Could be that. <laughs> I mean, all you got to do is roam around a little bit around Mount St. Helens, and it's a bunch of mountain men. Oh, it is. Uh, well, the thing is, too, is one of the things I've always thought in this is like really reading into
0: it. I mean, I honestly think not to sound bad that he went straight down in the earth, hit the ground at a soft spot, and he's about 12, you know, about two feet underneath the dirt, and then all of a sudden Mount St. Helens went off and just freaking buried him. That he, so that's he, your theory that he planted himself when he hit. Uh,
1: okay, so I have two. I, there, I I believe there are two scenarios after doing all this, you know, research and talk and looking into this. And um, I don't think it's any secret. I think a lot of people have the same theory. I think if his chute didn't open, that he's yeah he buried. then then yeah he either went into a river, like he, I don't think he landed in the ground because if he landed in the ground. Uh yeah, even if it was really soft, you're only going in so far and that pack of money is going in so far. Uh, and they combed all that area. Now it's a lot of area to cover. I get it.
0: It is. But, but some of
1: but be- some of it would have, you know, like floated to the top or, or scattered or yeah, whatever. That's true. Uh but yeah, you're right. He, he, if his chute didn't deploy, he either hit uh but I would think even if like it's so dense there, he would have been hung up in a tree possibly i mean there's a possibility because it would have broken his fall unless he hit a field or something because I mean, have you if ever seen how dense it, per- it oh, is it's there Dense as hell right he would have bounced off a ton of limbs before it hit the ground and he wouldn't have planted maybe he
0: went straight down he hit the ground in some freaking but that's the thing too it's november i mean a lot of people are like maybe a bear grabbed him bears would have been hibernating
1: and 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 sasquatch could have got him yeah, bears but the money them. they
0: don't care about the money no but I mean, they could have grabbed his body and drug him back to their cave. But there would be food.
1: something like a shoe. There would be, yeah, there'd be something. You know, some bear would have shit out his belt buckle. Something. You know, something. Yeah. Uh, I think if he didn't deploy, he hit a river, and got swept down, which go, all leads to the the Columbia. Yep. And he's either he either got rescued, climbed, you know, was like fuck this, and um, you know I'm I'm just going to go about my business, or he got swept out into the Pacific. And he's long gone and a couple of his packs washed up and got buried on the Columbia River. Two, he made it down. This is my second theory. He made it down. And there was there had to there's no doubt in my mount my my mind, if he made it down, somebody was waiting. Yeah. Because there's no way you truck out of there no not with what he was wearing there's no way that you lug that stuff for miles no and there's no way you get picked up by a stranger who doesn't go this is weird there's a guy in a business suit with uh, a with a big huge two, pack yeah. and he looks like he's been through hell
0: yeah i know and and that's the thing is it's one of those things because i've thought about that too because i mean one thing is like i said with that pack they said it doesn't look like it seems like that money had wasn't there till after 74 that's the weirdest they dredged, part they dredged the river yeah, in to me, that's the weirdest four. part. They dredged the river in 74, so it would have been gone after that. And the like, sediment where they found it because they did all the testing, it was after. It wouldn't have been there till after 74. Right, and
1: even some of the dirt that was on these packs. Yeah. You know what's cool about that story, though? Is they gave that kid half that amount. Yeah, they did. Which was really nice. And We're, he sold three or four of them for like 30-something yeah, something, thousand, yeah. and the rest of them he banked away. But
0: I'm thinking if he survived, it was one of those things he knew. From looking at the news reports, it's like they know what money it is. If I spend this money, they're gonna find me.
1: Right. I think he just did it to do it. So then he basically
0: went back and said, "Okay." In like seventy-five, he's like, "No one's figured it out yet. I'm gonna throw them way the fuck off, and I'm gonna go to this little beach out in the middle of nowhere, and deposit it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bury three three packs." Also, real quick before because we, we gotta go, I think someone's gonna find it in their freaking attic one day. Then find their grandpa, be like, "What the fuck is this?"
1: I yeah, I think that's gonna happen. Or it's in a safe deposit box. Or because I mean, if he survived, uh, and it was only seventy one, and let's say he was in his twenties. Or they, maybe, said, they maybe, said he
0: was in his forties. I think he was in his forties. Yeah, know. but we don't know but they
1: don't that. Know, but okay, yeah. let's say he was in his thirties, even you know thirties, yeah. and that was how many years ago? Forty years ago?
0: Yeah, forty years ago. So, so he'd he be in been,
1: his seventies, seventies yeah. or late seventies. Maybe COVID, maybe COVID nineteen gets him, and we yeah. all figure it out.
0: And then all of a sudden, yeah, like
1: I said, someone's gonna go
0: up in their grandpa's attic after their grandpa dies, or he so like, dies,
1: and they got a lockbox yeah, key. They're
0: gonna go to clean everything out, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this? Yeah, what is this? Oh, jeez,
1: though he was Dan Cooper, yeah." Uh, also, and we don't have time for it, but go, ch- go check out all the copycats.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of copycats. There
1: were a bunch of copycats who were like complete and utter morons. Oh, yeah. Dave like,
0: Cooper did this beautifully. And nobody totally. Could, nobody, yeah.
1: Everyone thought they were going to, oh, you know what? I'm going D- to be Dan. I'm going to be DB Cooper. And they completely <laughs> screwed up. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, that's our time. We got to go. So, hey, we'll be back next week. We're not going anywhere because, nope. well, we're all locked in just yeah. like you. And uh, we'll be back, and we're gonna go down the rabbit hole, and it'll be fun. So it's be a lot of fun. DB Cooper, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a lock on him. That was oh, yeah. that was good. Uh, and if you're DB Cooper and you're listening, send us, us. send us a bill.
0: Yeah, send us one of those bills. That's not what Yeah, you know, we're, we're not
1: gonna you. we won't expose you. We no. just wanna uh, we just wanna know you're out there. Oh yeah. Everybody have a great week. Uh, be healthy, and uh, yeah, hopefully you're working. And I think the government check's on its way. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll <laughs> we'll see you next week. See Adios.
0: Ya. Bye.